Welcome to the Revenue Accelerators podcast, a show featuring B2B sales and business leaders. Hosted by Excelogy founder and 19-year sales veteran with leadership experience in strategic enterprise and telecom sales, Deep Trikonod. This show uncovers strategies and techniques business leaders have used to go from zero to one and beyond. If you enjoy this content, please subscribe, rate, and review the show to help us reach more people. Revenue Accelerators is brought to you by Excelogy. We help B2B sales leaders improve sales performance by leveraging our patent-pending data-driven sales coaching systems. Find us at www.excelogy.com. Enjoy today's episode. Thank you guys for joining. Um, on today with me is Nick Karagiannis um, from Lucid Travel. And actually, Nick, you could probably do a way better job of introducing yourself than me. So please, um, please introduce yourself. No problem. Yep. So my name is Nick Karagiannis. I'm the co-founder and COO of Lucid Travel. Um, we are a travel technology business that specializes in uh, the youth sports and tournament director market. Um, work with over a thousand tournament directors across the United States. We also work in the university and college space. So we have about 150 universities um, under our portfolio as well, or our clients that, that we deal with. Um, a lot of my job is, is spent on, on the sales side of the team. Uh, I, I help build and recruit um, a lot of our SDR folks, um, kind of get them trained up on the process, get them trained up on, on the product so you know they can go out uh, into the market and help us drive new traffic. And, um, you know, on the other 50% of my job, I, I work with my development team and kind of building up our product, building new automation into the mix, uh, really just trying to drive costs down. You know, as, as you know, traditionally, a lot of uh, travel companies are very um, people driven. So you have a lot of overhead and a lot of staffing and people and, um, you know, we're trying to take more of a technology approach. So building an automation where we can, um, the whole boom with AI, where we're looking to how to incorporate AI into uh, our, our product, just yeah. to really drive our costs down and increase our revenue at the end of the day. That's awesome. That's awesome. And how long have you been doing? How long has Lucid Travel been around? Yep. So we've been going uh, strong for about six years now. We've had... Uh, over a hundred percent growth year over year, even during COVID in, in twenty twenty, awesome. um, we did better than twenty nineteen, which was which was really great. There was also a pretty big pivotal year because before that, we started out primarily in the university space. So when COVID hit, a lot of the university and uh, colleges stopped students from traveling and faculty from traveling, and it became a point where my co-founder Ben and I were determined. Hey, do we keep things going or is it time to close the doors? We really knew we wanted to get into the youth sports and tournament director market. It's about a $6 billion industry. So we started pivoting from there. It actually worked out really well. Various states had different legislation and policies going on. Some would allow you to run tournaments outside. Other ones wouldn't. So, uh, you know, a lot of tournament directors, that's their livelihood. They have to run the yeah. events, you know, the registration. That's how, you know, they bring in money for their family. So we, what we found was a lot of tournament directors were instead of, uh, you know, primarily just hosting in the city that they live. So having a lot of local teams come in, they would actually 
uh, bring their tournaments outside of their state into a state that was allowing tournaments and sporting events were going on. And it was a really great moment because essentially all teams were not local anymore. They all had the drive, yeah. right? So yeah. we, we saw a very big boom during COVID when tournament directors were running out of state because everybody was traveling, you know, a lot of hotels were, were still, you know, still going on. Uh, I know they, they did have to kind of reduce their occupancy or scatter where people uh, were staying in the room. So not everybody was, you know, next to each other. They might have to do every other room, you know, they were allowed to um, sell out, but um, yeah, things, things were really good and, and a lot of great growth. That's awesome. Um, I have a boatload of questions. And so this might run a little bit long and hopefully, hopefully you're okay with that, but, uh, yeah, no problem. How did you, so you mentioned your founder, which is great. Um, congrats. Uh, how, how did you come up with the idea of lucid travel? Like why are right, do you play sports? Yeah, so, or see, like- I, I, I did play sports. I, I played competitive soccer, um, growing up and in, in high school did soccer, lacrosse, you know, ran, ran a lot of track and field. So, you know, even, even, the neighborhood I lived in, we had a very uh, large friend group. All were similar ages, went to the same school. So we were all playing basketball, street football, frisbee, you, you name it. So you know, trying to stay athletic as much as possible. Uh, co-founder Ben, he did competitive uh, traveling hockey. So he was really big wow. on the hockey space. Um, uh, both him and myself, you know, we did do some travelings for, you know, myself for soccer and him for hockey. So, I, I did get a feel and understanding of what my parents had to go through, um, you know, when saying up a accommodation, sometimes it was each parent for themselves. Other times some team mom or team dad on, on the, on the team would help set up blocks. So that way, you know, the team could stand under the same roof to create a, a nice bonding experience. But how lucid started was uh, Ben and I back in our senior year of college, uh, for spring break, we went to Breckenridge, Colorado with a few guys. And we were trying to figure out, you know, how do we get tickets for everybody, lift tickets, plane tickets, get everybody in the same cabin. Um, and we stumbled upon a company called Inertia Tours, which specializes in spring break packages for the Colorado area. Um, so we reached out to them and they kind of get an offer that like, yeah, if you, you know, have at least eight people booking with you, um, you know, we'll give you kind of an incentive um, back to call it the the leader of the, of the group. And we thought that was a very interesting gig because everything was all packaged under one price. They yeah. took care of everything. We just had to pay them up and, you know, they took care of the rest. Cool. After that trip, you know, we, we were doing more digging around on their site and we saw that, they had like, you know, an affiliate system. So we reached out and be like, Hey, you know, if we help sell your vacation packages to friends and family and other college kids, um, you know, yeah. could, could we monetize this at scale? And, and we were myself and Ben were very entrepreneurial, like-minded, you know, growing up by started my own, like the computer repair company back in middle school and high school. I messed with a little bit of e-commerce. So entrepreneurialism has always been in my DNA. So we thought, it was an interesting model that we wanted to try out. So we tested selling kind of spring bake uh, vacation packages to folks. Now we knew early on that it's kind of hit or miss because you only have that particular window. Yeah, so it's week, like, okay, yeah. when, when spring breaks over, what do you do? Right. Yeah. So we got a good bit of traction. It actually worked out really well. Um, a lot of Greek life at the universities. Yeah. 
um, would do it. And it was great because, you know, they would travel with, you know, 50 uh, fraternity brothers or, you know, sorority sisters and then their spouses and, and, and whatnot. So um, it became a pretty, pretty good business, but it was obviously wasn't sustainable throughout the year. It was like, yeah. you kind of just hit that particular March uh, spring break season yep. and you know how college is not everyone's on the same spring break schedule so you're at least able to take care of all of march and a little bit of april but you know that didn't work out too well so we were doing a little bit more of of digging around um and uh at that time we were we were playing in some club sports and when we were traveling for club sports, we were just kind of booking on the price lines and Expedia calling around, just figuring out rates. And, it, you know, we kind of had this idea of like, what if we were able to somehow consolidate rates from multiple suppliers? So you didn't have multiple tabs going on yeah. and you can kind of help allocate and find the best deal possible for that particular location that you're looking at. So that's kind of where lucid travel started is we wanted to build a technology platform where we can tap into all the major OTAs on the market price line, Expedia, booking.com, as well as some private wholesalers that don't have a site that you can book on. You only can pull their rates. Um, you know, if, if you, you know, if you're a travel company and you API call into their, into their inventory, um, so that allowed us to kind of build a, a booking platform where we consolidate rates, kind of very similar to Kayak. If you know Kayak yeah. does uh, consolidate rates, but Kayak's on a pay-per-click model. So essentially, Kayak gets paid if you click on one of their links, even though you don't have to book a reservation, where ours is a commission-based. So if clients don't book, we don't make money, right? So a little bit different uh, model. So that's kind of uh, where we uh, built the technology side of it. And then um, we knew that groups were very important in the travel space because teams want to travel together. They want to stay together. So, yeah. you know, we worked to bring on our own uh, planners that help negotiate and secure uh, contractual room blocks with ho with hotels. And that's kind of the uh, where, where Lucid Travel started. Um, a lot of our uh, Lucid, you know, is short for simple. So we really wanted to create a nice, simple and elegant um, system. Uh, I, you know, I give a lot of props to Airbnb. They have a really great product, a really good user experience. It's nice and simple. So a lot of their methodology and some of the designs, you, you know, what we learned from other travel companies that were extremely, uh, successful in the industry and to help try to, uh, adopt a little bit of that into our, into our product to just create a very good and easy user experience for the client, as well as uh, for the tournament director, or in the case of the university, the university admin that has to keep track of all of the, where teams are going and the financials and the receipts and, you know, making sure that safety is a very large portion, you know, of, of their business. So, so, you know, in, in times of chaos, if something happens at the hotel or it's not the hotel that, that, you know, the, the, it wasn't as good as what they thought it thought it was. You know, our team's on standby to ensure that, you know, we, we set up clients in, in, in the appropriate accommodation. Is it mostly just accommodations or is there entertainment that you guys manage similar to that inertia thing that you talked about earlier? Um, nope. So it, 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 it's, it's strictly on the accommodation side. Uh, majority of our revenue is on the on the hotel side of the business. We do. Uh, tap into VRBO and pull in their inventory as well as Airbnb. Um, so you do have those options to book um, at 
you know, houses and, and rental properties as well, not just um, hotels and, and condos. Uh, we, we do also uh, do, uh, work with airlines. We can do individual tickets and we also can assist on group flights as well. So, okay. you know, more than more than 10 seats, we can do group flights. Um, group flights, a little bit easier internationally. Um, really, ever since COVID took off, a lot of the airlines have decreased staffing in their groups department. They realize they rather just have clients just book um, seats individually because they make more money. So uh, group flights, a little bit harder to come by, but it is still there. And we also do uh, car rentals with a few of our, our partnerships. Nice. That's awesome. Um, and have you, have so from a, from a vertical standpoint, right? You mentioned tournament directors, co- colleges, college sports teams, things like that. Like, are you still exploring what, what works best, what doesn't, or have you found kind of, at least for the foreseeable quarter, two quarters, year, where you're going to focus your efforts on who your ideal prospect kind of um, where, like, where are you in that, in that I- ideal customer profile journey? Yep. So the booking engine, anybody can book on it. It's kind of very similar to a booking.com or a, 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 a price sign or Expedia experience. So you don't have to be sports related. Um, you know, we have done weddings, we've done uh, business travel for a few businesses, but, uh, we found that, um, the sports industry is one that's massively growing. Um, as you know, you know, pickleball is becoming a, a kind of a very big sport industry. I don't see a lot of traveling going on for there, but I yeah. can only assume that will continue to grow. Um, and, and, you know, we want to be kind of at, at the forefront a lot on a lot of the new, um, you know, sports, uh, e-games, right. That's another big one that we've kind of been exploring because they do a lot of big, um, you know, a lot of those, uh, gaming tournaments, uh, there's a lot of attendees that, that go there. So, you know, being able to get on the forefront and and being the preferred uh, housing partner for, for, um, you know, Activision or, or, um, you know, Microsoft and, and some of the other, um, some other big players that that'll tend to uh, run some, some e-game conventions and whatnot. We would like to get in front of that. So primarily we, we felt our niche was in sports and, um, you know, uh, as, as, as I learned in business and entrepreneurialism, it's better to narrow in versus trying to be, uh, broad, right. Uh, you know, there's a lot of case studies in one that I read, um, where two candle stores post up in a mall and one candle store was selling all, all, you know, hundreds of different types of candles. And another one only sold three candles, right. Three different ones. And although the one that sold many different flavors of candles and scents um, would get a lot of traffic in the door. They actually had less sales and conversion than the one that had little, right? Because too many options, people don't like that. You know, the golden rule is three, right? So if people can choose between three options, they tend to do so. That's why you see Apple does really well, right? You got the iPhone. There's only really one flavor of the iPhone, minus the older, you know, generations. Yeah. But, you know, in general, they keep their products simple. They don't yeah. have a different fleet of all these different variations and type. No, it's just one particular product. So yeah. we felt that targeting on a particular niche worked out better than trying to be like another price signing Expedia where, you know, anybody can go ahead and book. You can, but we just felt that 
if we narrow in, um, you know, our sales efforts and our tactics and focus on one particular niche and market that we will do extremely well in it. That's awesome. Um, and like, so I, I, you know, your background, your former engineer, and you mentioned early in this call that you kind of run sales. So how was that transition for you? Yeah. So both Ben and I, we are, we're both chemical engineers. Um, however, we're not really doing anything chemical engineering related right now, but, um, we, we have a very logical and methodical approach. So we applied the same structure to sales. How can we create a nice, simple sales process and strategy that, um, you know, brings in clients and brings in revenue, incentivizes our sales team to work harder and better so they can also make more, uh, more money for themselves. You know, one, one big tactic and avenue that worked in our favor, um, as you can imagine, tournament directors uh, use various registration softwares and platforms to manage registration. So a team registering for the event, um, a, a big avenue that we um, have pursued and we're going to continue pursuing that we think is it works really well in our fa- favor is working with the said uh, in, uh, registration partners and platforms mm-hmm. and and help uh, uh, build a travel solution on top of their registration product, right? As you can imagine, their customers are also our customers. So how can we work with a registration platform to market out to their tournament directors on yep. Lucid Travel. And the big thing I've done with my uh, tech and, and my product team is building integrations. So when a team registers for an event, we will get that data, registration data, and be able to create drip campaigns and marketing to those particular clients and teams for that event so it becomes a very seamless process. So you can do your registration. And then right after you get notifications from Lucid to start booking uh, your hotels and travel accommodations. And you know the sooner you book, the better deals and availability and rates you're going to be able to do. So we um, you know, try to incentivize clients to book sooner than later. Um, we see yeah. that still 30% of the, the population worldwide still books within one week of check-in. Right. So a lot will scramble last minute due to various you know, reasons. I get it. We're all extremely busy. But, you know, if you can imagine a block of rooms, a typical contractual block of rooms only allows for maybe about a 15 to a 45, 30 day cutoff before check in, which means that 30 percent of the population you know, won't be able to book. Yeah, a block right. of rooms. So we didn't want to be a traditional travel company that only do a lot of them. They'll only do blocks, right? They do yeah. blocks. Once they sell all their rooms in the blocks, they're done. Nothing else that we can do. Whereas, you know, we have a hybrid approach because we do blocks as well, but we also have a booking engine pulling in uh closed uh, user group deals um, mm-hmm. from all the different uh, 40 plus different OTAs that we work with. So yeah. you can book all the way up uh, you know, until check-in, even the day of, of check-in as well. So a lot of events, we will leverage both our, um, what I call our automated online inventory, as well as our uh, negotiated blocks that, that we do in place to ensure that we secure as much availability 
uh, around the area. You know, a lot of tournaments that we work with, some might be pushing close to about a thousand, two thousand, five thousand rooms over a weekend. Wow. So you're talking about working with 20, 30, 40 hotels in, in the given area. Those need to be on lock. We need to get as much rooms as possible. If there's another event going in the town, we need to get there first. So we are contracting rooms years in advance, right? This, a lot of tournament directors right after they're, they're on checkout date, we're going back to the same sales managers. Okay, do it again. Let's get contract yeah. going for, for next year. We nice. load it in, we're ready to set and go. And but, now we're just ready for that registration to come in. Mm-hmm. So from a, from a go-to-market sales perspective, can you talk about things that come to, to, you know, top of mind that, that move the needle for lucid travel? Meaning like, like what are some of the things that you did before and you're like, eh, this kind of wasn't working. And then we made this one change and boom, things just clicked. And we started like, you know, it, it grew our revenue hundred percent or 50%, whatever the, you know, that was noticeable to you. Can you comment on something like that? Yeah. So one thing that actually worked out extremely well when we first started, because we were starting primarily in the university space, is we didn't want to go with the um, typical, you go and you start pitching right away, right? Or, you know, the, the, the too salesy of an email approach. So mm-hmm. we found that let's go in not trying to sell, but trying to gather data. So our approach was collect a list of universities that we wanted to tackle. And we designed a 10-question survey, and we reached out to these uh, universities that manage the athletic and the club sports department, the admins, and we asked them to help uh, kind of fill out the survey. And, you know, once we compile all the data, we'll send you the survey results so you can kind of see. And these are questions on you know, what do you do currently for travel? And, and, you know, how do you deal with receipts and expensing? And, you know, do you have any policies in place? They were nice and sweet questions. We didn't even pitch lucid. We were just going in and gathering data. And that's where we found out really early that universities are just doing whatever. They're going all over the place. There's no central product, right? And then from there, then we were able to set up meetings, talk through, um, the lucid product, what we had to offer. Um, Mm -hmm. we are a free product, you know, a lot of other companies, they charge extra booking fees or you got to pay them a couple grand to work with them. Nope. Not us. That's not how we do things. Right. Could we? Yeah. But we, we felt that it's, 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 it sounds better and and it's easier to put across if nobody has to pay anything to work with us. Yeah. Right. Cause we're only working off a commission. So if you're not booking, we're not making any money or generating any, any revenue. So doing surveys and gathering data was actually one of our best sales strategies that uh, we did early on. I love it. And once we was, yep. Yep. And once we established a good relationship with these universities, the next best thing that worked out well are referrals, right? So mm-hmm. they're like, hey, we really love your product. You know, I really want to refer you to this university. Awesome. Here's our contact information. You know, let's, let's set up a meeting and let's go. So uh, referrals was, was another big piece as well. Um, so we don't have to spend money on ads and marketing. We actually really don't spend. We really don't have any ad spend at all. Um, a lot of our sales is more uh, organic growth. They'll come in naturally from referrals and a lot are coming in from our registration uh, platforms that we work with. 
because they've got links for tournament directors to sign up to learn more about, um, you know, lucid travel because they might not be working with the housing company or they might not like the housing company that they're working with. Um, and those housing companies don't have a direct integration. And we're working on building these direct mm -hmm. integrations to make registration seamless and, and accommodation seamless. So it's an end to end process. Are you guys um, funded? Are you grassroots, bootstrapped? Like bootstrapped, bootstrapped. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Put in a couple of thousand bucks. Um, uh, ben and I both we we uh, dabbled in. Um, I've been learning development, so both front end and back end development. Ben knows some front end Very development cool. as as well. Um, you know, I didn't go to school for computer science, so I didn't really know coding, but yeah. um, I've, I've learned a little bit. Now, I can't say I'm a full, you know, full stack developer, but um, I know my way around code. I can read code. I can help, you know, build queries and and um, good with data tables. It, it goes back to the engineering mindset. So, you know, yeah. I keep my data clean. I keep data and data tables organized, high integrity, security at the forefront, um, and, and it's allowed me to learn more on the technology side of the house, how servers operate, how front and back end logic talk to each other to build a very nice and robust user experience for the client and ultimately a really great product at the end of the day. Is, um, like, can you, can you share any of your, your goals, your, your revenue goals, sales goals, your kind of what's on the horizon for, for you and Lucid from a growth standpoint? Yeah. So, um, last year we did about 10 mil in, in sales. Uh, this year we're on track of doubling that. Awesome. Um, I have, you know, yep. Yep. So I've got pretty aggressive goals for, for the team. Uh, we know that if, you know, it's obviously extremely hard to keep doubling year over year as yes. you keep on growing, like you, you, you might hit that plateau, but we haven't stopped. I don't see anything stopping us. Um, you know, what's even worked in our favor is uh, a few travel competitors of ours have scrapped their youth sports and tournament market and are solely going into more like collegiate sports um, and whatnot. So they're kind of niching back. So it's allowed uh, tournament directors to having to start exploring other options. And, you know, we've been at that forefront and, yeah. you know, we've, we've done our due diligence. So we know, um, who the big tournaments are in the, in the market around the world, who is their housing partner. And, you know, we're waiting for that opportunity, um, to arise if, if they, you know, they need the jump ship or, or, you know, try a different partner at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're there for them. So, you know, we're constantly, uh, you know, looking out, we, we are primarily all that growth is all in the U S um, we can do international. Our, our, our platform does uh, tap into international and a lot of our planners are international so they can help, you know, accommodate it in those particular areas. So we're looking to start expanding. We've started uh, working a little bit within the, um, the, the European region, um, trying to get some of uh, tournament directors and youth sports out in that area to, to start using uh, lucid travel as well. So, you know, our, our big focus is start expanding and, and getting a little bit more worldwide so we can kind of build a bigger presence, you know, around the world. And what, what, like, you know, is this July, 2023, but like, what about the, the prospects or the growth about lucid travel excites you for the rest of the year? Like, what are you, what are you looking forward to? So I, 
I love solving problems. I love complexity. So um, I'm all about trying to find the next best thing. Um, you know, right now for us, our, our big focus is really big on um, uh, notifications. So uh, working a lot on, on building uh, email notifications out. Uh, we know texting is very big. A lot of, you know, folks always have their phone on them, right? So they're going to see a text message before they'll see uh, an email, right? Um, so, you know, working on building a text message now, really streamlining the communication uh, between our planners as well as the clients uh, to get them to uh, book faster or being able to get them their blocker rooms in a quicker time period. Um, so, I don't know, there's, there's a lot, I would say, you know, we're juggling a lot, um, you know, you know, sometimes we don't always know if this is the correct direction that we should be going down. So, um, we're all about, Hey, let's go down it. And, um, if we don't see it, if we don't see it work, we got to pivot. Uh, we do a lot of AB testing in house. So, um, whether that be in emails or products, we do a lot of AB testing to see, you know, which of the typical designs are working better, which one converts better, um, you know, playing around with some of the different designs or button placements or, you know, where are we seeing most of the traffic? Can we optimize in that particular area? Um, you know, we're just looking at a very holistic uh, view. We know, you know, the markets are kind of markets are kind of tough right now, just in general, but uh, travel ever since COVID, you know, people are going out and, and they're traveling, right? Um, you know, youth sports is continuing to grow. We see new tournament directors coming in all the time. Some of the tournament directors we're working with, they're starting to buy plots of land and building their own soccer and lacrosse complexes because they want to grow their business, right? So it becomes a great opportunity to work with them because they, you know, the, ultimately they're going to start renting out their fields to other um, sporting organizations. And that's an opportunity for them to, uh, market lucid to those as well. So it becomes a win-win situation for the person that referred us to that client as well as, as lucid. Is there anything that, um, like, as we kind of come to a close here, is there anything that you'd like to share that I might not have already kind of asked you with, with the, yeah, I would say, I would say the, the big thing. And, um, as you can kind of see from the media is, is AI, and um, so that's kind of been somewhat on the forefront is how do we leverage AI to make um, our lives easier, to make planners' lives easier? You know, how can we automate a lot of the processes um, and, 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 and drive traction that way? So we've been exploring uh, AI technology um, in our chat systems to uh, help clients get data faster. Um, and, and, uh, you know, uh, enable our team to streamline some of the actions and responsibilities that they do to cut time as well as cut costs. So, you know, definitely be on the lookout. AI is, is going to change the market and we see it. It's, it's going to make a very big impact in, in the travel industry for some, sure. So, some, um, some definitely stay mean, tuned for that. Some people are, are predicting that because of this AI and chat GPT, that this, the notion of SDRs is just going to go away. I don't know if that's true or not. What are, what are your thoughts? I would say it depends. I would say, you know, the one cool thing is um, one of our uh, most recent sales folks, he was actually a tournament director. He was really successful running soccer tournaments. And, okay. but 
he kind of wanted to step away from that. And because we were his preferred uh, um, travel partner for his events, um, you know, we got the talking and we actually brought him on, on board. So, you know, I could argue, yeah, AI is there, but the thing is, is I value somebody and their experience and what they have to offer. So if they're creative and they're driven and they're entrepreneurial minded and they're business savvy and they want to take us to the next level, yep. you know, um, they can stay on the rocket ship as we get to the moon. I mean, you know, I'm not there to replace them. Right. Yeah. Cause I know you need good people, right. Because you need people to understand what the technology is doing and how, how is the AI responding? And it, you know, it's, you can't have everything autonomous, right? People need to be there to make sure something doesn't break. Okay. And at the end of the day, clients still like to talk to somebody, right? Still 60% of reservations are actually booked over the phone. You'd be, I was actually surprised. I thought a lot of the stuff was still online, but no, people okay. want the insurance. People want to ask questions. They want to know that this is real. They, you know, want to ensure that this is the best hotel and, you know, AI is there to help the support team, you know, be able to get the data quicker. Like, Hey, does this hotel have free breakfast? You know, the, the system will be able to grab that data faster than, you know, that support agent being able to find that information on our site. So, you know, we're going to use AI to lean our jobs to make things better. So that way, um, uh, you know, we can, you know, we can facilitate and, and make clients happier faster, right? Respond to their questions faster and, and really take us to the next level. So I don't see it being a big thing, at least in Lucid, you know, maybe other, um, you know, travel companies might have a different approach, but I do value people. I'm not, I, you know, people are important, right? hundred percent. So, I like the great response. Um, so, so Nick, uh, how, how do people get a hold of you? What's the, What's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the big thing, definitely, you know, you can look me up on, on, on LinkedIn, Nick Caragianis, um, or, you know, feel free to drop me an uh, email, my business email. That is Nick, N-I-C-K at lucidtravel.us, L-U-C-I-D-T-R-A-V-E-L.us. If you got any questions or, you know, tournament directors wanted to work with us or, you know, just want to, uh, pick my brain on, on business and entrepreneurialism and what works and what doesn't work. You know, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I always love helping people. I love training folks on, you know, I, I, I agree. I get good satisfaction. It is kind of a, a core to me is when I help somebody and I see them strive and grow. And I know that I help them get there. You know, it's, it's a reward that, you know, not many people feel and, and I, and I love it. Mm -hmm. that's that's awesome well thank you thank you for your time nick uh it's been a pleasure um and if there's likewise anything, deep thank you uh, if there's anything i can do and and i'll keep uh, for the audience um thank you guys for listening in by all means reach out to nick he left the window open left the door open so uh um thank you much nick have a good one thanks appreciate it thank you for listening to today's episode be sure to check us out at www.excelogy.com 